Man, well, like she said, happy Mother's Day. And, you know, I'd like to, to, to expand that to so many ladies that fill in the gap. You know what I mean? That uh, are that mother, motherly figure as well. And Tanya mentions that. I really uh, appreciate all the ladies that the Lord has put in my life to encourage and uh, keep us rolling with that. So with that being said, I want to ask you, is everybody wide awake? Jeff is. Anybody else? <laughs> is everybody wide awake? Usually when I start like that, everybody goes, oh, what's he going to do now? <laughs> but I was thinking about that. You know, does anybody other than me have a hard time moving in the morning? A lot of truthful folks there. Some people just pop right up. My wife can pop right up. I don't pop right up. And she goes, you know, she comes back. She says, so you're not going to work today? <laughs> and I go, if my eyes are closed, I don't know what time it is. You know, so uh, she's been working on that with me for 20 years. But uh, but so I also know if you have animals that like to go out at certain times in the morning, if you play possum, your wife will get up and go eventually. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I can't hear nothing. You know, I can't hear anything. The dog. Be going, mm, mm, mm. I'm like, get your mama. Get your mama. So thank you for all those things you do, sweetie. I just want to let you know that. But also, when we think about getting up and running and ready to roll, um, sometimes, man, it's just hard to get going. But once I get my feet on the ground, I'm usually pretty good. How about you guys? Get my feet on the ground. And I started thinking about, man, this is a new day that the Lord set before us. I really do look at those things like that. And, and I think how we start our day has a lot to do with how we, we make out through our day. You know, if I get up going, oh, man, it's Monday. I got to go to work. I got to do all this stuff. I have had those days. But I tell you, what happens is it just makes the day longer. And God's really been putting this message through my heart this week. As I told you last week, I said, hey, we've been going through some, some uh, uh, stretching at our work. And, you know, sometimes you got to just live that message out and see how it's going to work out. And I go, this is not what I preached on last week. Lord, help me to live out what I've been preaching on. And God will do that. Amen. He'll, he'll put that right on out there and go, Wow. But, you know, in the whole deal of things, you know, I'm thankful for the job of God. I'm thankful for uh, the, the folks that uh, I work with. And, and, you know, it's still, I still, at the bottom, at the, I, we had a big meeting the other day. This is totally, it is kind of related. And out of all the PowerPoint slides and out of all the things they want to do and everything else, I just put my folder down like this. I went like this. I said, I'll just tell you what. I said, at the end of the day, this is my big deal. I want to represent the Lord the best I can. So we'll do what we got to do. And my boss went, which also kept me in another meeting. <laughs> but that was okay because he's like, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking that stand. That, that one thing, when everything wasn't going the way I wanted and everything else, the bottom line was, you know what? No matter what they change, no matter what they do, I want to represent the Lord the best I can. And, that's, that's, and I had to voice it out loud. I wasn't trying to impress anybody. I was trying to tell myself, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> because guess what? I don't want to do some of the other stuff. Amen? I really don't. But that's okay because, you know, the Lord, the Lord's going to make it where, you know what? It's going to be more opportunities. And that's what he did. More opportunities to share in his grace and his love. So that's just a small thing to walk through this week. But, you know, sometimes when we get up, we're just overwhelmed, man. You know, we, we can look at the opportunities and we can look at time, things and just, it all depends on your lens. So that's why we want to keep God's word in front of us to look through God's word uh, about how he deals with stuff. But, you know, I, I've had days like this. How many people jump up and sometimes they're just totally overwhelmed with life? It can be like that sometimes. I mean, if we're honest, it really can. And I said, you know, sometimes at the best case, I think our situation is just a little bit uh, controlled chaos. There's so much going on in our lives because everything's so fast now. 
You know, before you had to wait for a letter and all this. Now you can just bing, bing, bing. You know, all the stuff on the phones. And I think that's okay. But sometimes I think we get too much information too much. How about you guys? That's a lot to process. Because what happens is usually the thing that you're worried about, this is what I'm finding out as I get older. The thing that I'm worried about or concerned about or irritated about usually will change in a couple of days or a couple of hours or whatever. So the time I get all worked up about one thing, it's already changed. And it never comes around, it seems like, you know. Now, there are a few things that we get worked up with and, and all that. But I got a scripture today to encourage you. But first, I want you all to read that top line with me. You ready? One, two, three, read. What are you waiting on? I saw that on a commercial when me and Jesse were grabbing a little something to eat. And I said, what are you waiting on? And I thought about that. And it just grew in my heart. What am I waiting on? What are we waiting on about sharing our faith? What are we waiting on about all these different things? What are we waiting on about saying we're sorry? What are we waiting on about receiving God's grace? And it just kind of exploded in my heart. And I said, man, I'm just going to run with this, Lord. And the Lord gave me this scripture in Psalm 55, 22. I encourage you to read the whole uh, scripture uh, psalm this week. But it says, cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So I want to know how many righteous folks do we got in here? Raise your hand. Okay, that's exactly what I figured we would say. Now, let me ask you, how many believers we got in here? Look at that. Now, I did that for just, a, for, for just for this. What does the Lord say? If you are in Christ, his righteousness is your righteousness. So if you're a believer in Christ, guess what? It's not about your righteousness because what really is, it's his righteousness in you. Can I ask that question again? How many righteous folks we got in here? Hands going up everywhere. If you're a believer in Christ, you have been made right by what Christ has done. You say, well, what, yeah, but I still do this and I still, you know what? God's still working in our life. But the position that we are in the family, we are in right relationship with the Lord, with God himself because of what Jesus did. Now, if you take that and you start your day with that, it's going to help you. If you start out and you get all beat down with guilt and everything else, it will wear you out. So today I want you to hear what's going on there. He said, we won't be shaken. So I looked through these things and I said, well, let me just get a few more scriptures to just encourage some folks with that today. Is that all right? Because, you know, if we got God's word on it, we, we got it. We got it made. No. Here's a few more here. First Corinthians 130. It says it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. I go back to that verse a lot because, you know what? I need to have it in my heart. I need to have it in front of my mind. I need to be thinking like God's thinking. Amen. So a lot of times we just get the wrong picture. Let's look at the next one here. And it says Romans 5.1. And there's tons of these through the Bible. See, that's why the enemy wants you to keep your Bible shut. He wants you not to know who you are in Christ. Because if we don't identify with God and our family, guess what? We feel a little disjointed. You ever feel like you're the only one there sometimes? That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to separate you so he can pound on you a little bit. It's so nice to have the family here today. It says Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by what? Faith. How are we made right in God's sight? By faith. Do You got faith in Jesus Christ. Let's keep on going. We have what? Peace with God because of what we did ourselves. Oh, that didn't say that, did it? What did it say? It says we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done. So what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Rest in that. Grow in that. Live in that. Share in that. Pass that on to people. You know? But first, it's got to start in us. Start in us. 
And the next thing we got down here is Psalm 107.2. Has the Lord redeemed you? Yes. Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Man, if what would happen if we just got on fire for the Lord? No telling. I could tell you in that little meeting, after all the stuff they said, I bet you the only thing my boss really heard was that. I said, man, this is what we're doing over here. And he's looking in the stuff. He's looking over here. Nice guy. And I said, he said, well, what about, I said, this is what we're doing here. I said, now that I went through all these things, do you understand what we do a little bit better? And he goes, we got to do it. This is what we're going to have to do. This is a new way it's coming down. But when I said, well, you know what? The bottom line for me is I want to represent the Lord the best I can. That caught his attention. He wasn't stargazing no more. He was like, oh, what'd you say? Because that's the big deal. Because no matter what my work's doing or what things are going on, yeah, we got to shake off a little steam or whatever. And I'm preaching to myself today, and I know somebody else is going to catch us. Things don't always go like Buddy wants them. How about you? It does? I need to move in with y'all. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> it doesn't always go like that, does it? But that's okay. That's okay. Because you know what? As long as we're holding on to what God says, we're going to come out on top. Whether it's in this world or next, you know? Because sometimes it's like, man, this is a long haul. But I'm going to tell you what, we can still have the peace of joy. But I, I wrote this down here last night. I said, but this is the biggest hurdle to overcome many times. See, the wrong picture of the Lord will give you the wrong picture of who you are in him. What did I say? How many righteous folks we got? Just a few hands. And then when I broke it down to help you understand who you are in Christ, boom, the rest of the hands went up. And it's hard for us to, because because really we think, man, am I lying if I say I'm righteous? I'm this. Because our, our worldly mind thinks, I do everything right. I can help you with that. I know I don't. But I also know why. Because you know what? From one man's sin, sin come into my life. But from the Lord coming into the world, all that changed. All that changed. Not just for me, but for everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord. Does that sound good? Well, let's move on. I got a couple little things, just three little points today. This message is going to unpack fast, but it's going to be a powerful one. So we talk about this a lot. Release the past. You say, buddy, why do we talk about that so much? Because you know what? I get a lot of phone calls about it. And I see it in my life a lot. And I see it in the news a lot. And I said, evidently, we need to talk more about it. Because I want to help us walk through some of this muddy, murky things that we deal with. And I, and I thought about this. The Lord gave me this the other day. I hope you can see it. I said, the best way to destroy your future is to remain chained to your past. I really believe that. If I, keep, if I was thinking about a bad grade that I got in sixth grade, every time I did something, I probably wouldn't have a whole lot of friends. You know, I say, hey, how you doing, buddy? Tell me I flunked a uh, math test in the sixth grade. They'd be going, you're weird, right? If I kept pulling all that with me. But we do that. Well, I'm not talking about a math test. You don't know what's going on in my life. You're right. But I know what God did for our lives. Forgiving. Forgiveness. Amen. So, you know what? There's things that, you know, that, that we experience and all that. And I, I, I say this every time I mention this, I accompany it with this. I'm never making light of what you've been through. Ever. But I tell you what, I sure want to turn up the volume on what God's done. Because it will help you. Amen. So this is the encourages. So I said, after looking at this over and over, I said, if you got, if you've made mistakes and you pass, anybody make some mistakes in their past? All right, everybody's hand is not down. I will pray for you right now. <laughs> not up. But we make some mistakes sometimes. And I thought about that. I said, man, have you ever, done, but it's a whole nother thing to bring them in 
to the new day. It's a whole nother thing. But if we could take what we learned through there, those situations, it's a whole different deal. When you're raising your kids, the things that you kind of blew, you want to tell them ahead of time, right? So they won't have to go through it. They're not always open to that. But you know what? You, you, you want them to know, hey, this is probably not the best thing for you. Why? Because I did it. Or I've done it. You know, or these things like that. And you tell them why? Because you love them. What does God tell us? He gives us his word because he loved us. So that we can be informed. Informed and make better decisions, right? So that's what we're looking at today. I also want to encourage you with this. I love this scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, I've probably preached this two or three times, and I can't think of a better way to share this. And you guys will remember this, I'm, I promise. So for new folks, uh, it's new. For the, the folks who have been here for a while, just say amen. There you go. I came across this one time, and I thought about the, the uh, I call it the worm and the butterfly, right? So the worm, what is that thing? It's not a worm before it's trying. You all know it better than I do. The caterpillar starts out, right? And it's crawling around in some pretty rough stuff. And it goes into that cocoon. And after it goes through all its metamorphosis or whatever, it comes out as a what? A butterfly, right? Does it ever become that worm again? So he's a new creature, right? Now, does that butterfly fly around and hang out with his old worm buddies? Probably. Does he land on some stuff that he probably shouldn't? Is he still a butterfly? Let's read this again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you've given your life to the Lord, let me help you with this. This is going to be very encouraging. When you give your life to the Lord, and you've called on the name of Jesus. And you said, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. The Lord says you are sealed with his spirit. See, he talks about the peace that passes all understanding. If you think you can out God's grace, you're wrong. Now let me stop. Pastor Buddy is not saying live any way you want. Don't worry about it or anything else. What I am saying is when we see how much God loves us. It should help our heart change to love others, to love ourselves, and grow in God. You see what I'm saying with that? You know what? I heard a guy preaching this morning. Man, I try to get as much preaching in as I can. And he was talking about creation. He says, man, I like creation. It's amazing. It's beautiful. God has made some amazing things. He said, but nowhere in the Bible does he call anything else a masterpiece but you and me. Second, uh, Ephesians 2.10 talks about that. I, talk, I bring that in a lot. Because a lot of times, we don't feel like a masterpiece, do we? You know? I tell you what, I've jumped out of the shower before and got ready to comb my hair, and I thought we had a funhouse mirror in front of there. You know what I mean? I went to the bank one time, and I went by, and I was looking, and I, I told the lady, I love cutting up and everything. I said, I didn't know y'all had put like those little circus windows to make you look short and fat. She goes, we didn't. Yeah, I said, yeah, I know. I was just teasing. You could have went along with it anyway. I draw my money out, all five dollars. <laughs> and that's how, could you just, oh no. But you know, hey, the truth is the truth, ain't it the truth? Whew, let's keep on rolling with that. So I want to take a look at a few things about releasing the past. It keeps you moving forward, right? Life keeps moving forward. It just keeps on going. Man, I tell you what, where's little Zoe over there? 
She's stretching out. It seems like we just dedicated that baby. Man, she'll be driving soon. Not only that, Jesse will be driving soon, so we'll be praying about that real short order. But time is going on, isn't it? I'll let y'all know. We'll put it in an email or something when that comes out. <laughs> but that's how fast it goes. You know, I think about that stuff. Now, for me, when Thomas went to college, I thought that was fast. For him, he probably didn't think so. You know? I was like, man, he's never home. He's gone. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Gone, 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 gone. And now he's got his own place. I'm like, man, that was fast. You know? And now Jesse's moving on, and you guys seen it too. And I'm looking around and, and, and seeing things. Even with my mom. My mom just turned 86 years old. I thought, I thought, gosh, when she was like 60, I was thinking, be honest, I thought, because I was younger, I thought, she's old. Right? And now that I'm 50, I said, oh, she was in her prime. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that things happen so fast before you know it. The day goes by and the day goes by. But this is what I've been trying to do in my life. And this is what I, I see. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. Can I get an amen on that? So what has God got for us today that we can do for the kingdom? What is it that God's blessed you with today that you can do for the kingdom? Man, don't let the day go by without sharing your faith, encouraging somebody, reading some word, praying, praising the Lord. Man, let's keep moving forward in those things. I think it's, it's something else. But it, it just goes by so fast. Here's something else. Forgiveness lightens the load, doesn't it? Have you ever seen anybody that's just bitter? I've worked with people over my life. There's been days, hopefully not weeks, but in my life, days that, that you know, I, anybody ever been hurt by somebody? Don't point at them. I'm just asking. I mean, really, really hurt. I've been really, really hurt. And I thought the day when that person was going to get hurt, I thought, boy, you're going to get yours coming. I wasn't walking with the Lord. But I will tell you this. When the day when they did get theirs, it didn't do me any good. Because by then, God had moved in my heart. And I'm going, man, that's really not good. That's really not good. What's going on in their life? So you try to reach out. I will tell you this, that being a Christian does not mean being a doormat. Amen? But you know what? You stand for what you believe, and you forgive, and you move forward. But there's sometimes we've got to take a step back. Amen? But you know what? God will tell us when to step back in, or, or he'll, he'll just run the whole show. I jumped out here a little bit in my notes and talking about things moving fast. I always like to bring these things. Think about this. I'm just going to digress for a minute. The things that have changed since you grew up. And Jay said something when he came in and rode his bike in. I said, man, I like that motorcycle. We're talking about that. And he said this one thing. He says, man, this is just how we grew up. We always had motorcycles growing up. We had motorcycles and guitars. And so that's like the normal thing for us. For some people, the motorcycle is like, what? It's like all the kids had a little mini bike and a motorcycle. So that was like, and it just stuck in my head. You're right. I remember this. Jay won't remember this. I'm going to tell him. Jay had... Jay had, do you remember, wasn't it a 350, that Honda, the red and white one? I said, can I ride it? And Jay says, sure. So I get on it, and he gets on my 100, and he wrecks my bike. And I'm like, what happened here? I'm the guy I was taking a risk. But see, he was so comfortable with his bike. When he got a, I mean, he didn't tear it up. He just flipped it over like that. He goes, here you go. <laughs> I rode over like this. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. I want to ride that one when you leave. I'm just teasing. The reason I'm bringing all this stuff up, you know, is so many things you think, wow, I thought that was a big deal. I thought that was a big deal. And the next one was, and a lot of those things really weren't a big deal. But that's part of it. You're growing up in the things you do. Other things you see. How many know this? I know when I was coming up, all the cars had to be jacked up like this. 
Now they're on the ground. They had wide tires. Now they got these little dinky tires. It's crazy. Everything. So, so the reason I'm bringing this up is the thing that you're worrying about today will probably change in about a very short order. I looked through my dad's closet. There's some stuff coming back in style. I got them shorts. That's right. <laughs> hey. Hey. I did not realize how cool my dad was in his 70s. He had his hat on backwards, right? And he had these baggy shorts. And I'm like, dude, you got to pull them pants up. We're just going fishing. You know, we're just going down a buck road. I'm like, and his pants, his, his pants would come, I mean, his knees would, uh, shorts would come down here. And then he would pull those socks all the way up to here. And we'd get him, he'd have like sunburnt knees. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so now I hear my kids go, you ain't wearing that, are you? You know, what do you mean? This is cool. How about now? Now, you remember the shorts? Denise took some of my shorts and she said, you will not wear these. Remember the OP shorts? They were like up here. <laughs> they make for some good rags. That's all I got. I don't even want to get in them things, but she just was helping me with that. You, you don't need none of them. So shorts were all up here. And you can always tell when you're watching something on TV. I watched something the other day and these guys were running down the beach and they had these shorts all up here and they're running like this. You know? And then you watch something else, the guys are running like this. Because their pants are all falling down in the back. Things change, man. Things change. Aren't you glad God doesn't change? And you know we got to talk about the cell phones. Because this started out, man, you were real cool. You had that big block phone. Yeah, yeah, I got to call. No problem. I went one time to eat and there was a guy on the pay phone and had two other phones like this. He was talking like this. I said, man, that guy's communicating, isn't he? I don't need to talk to anybody that bad. Take a number. But you do that. And then the phones got smaller and smaller. And now they're getting bigger again. You ever notice that? I don't know. I guess my head's the wrong size because every time I get used to one, you know, it's like all I can hear you is breathing. Well, with my head and my nose, the phone gets like right under my right beak. I have to fix that. And I'll talk to somebody and they go, are you in front of the air conditioner? And I go, no, I always sound like that. And so when I call people, when, I, when I'm on a little phone, I got to tell them, hey, this is not an obscene phone call. <laughs> I'm just trying to breathe. You know what I mean? But it's crazy because the phone was big and it's small and it's big and small. And then I had the bag phone. Oh, that's really good. You're ready right there. You couldn't do anything else. You just carried your phone. You couldn't even get groceries in because you had the phone, you know, moving the thing around back and forth. And now they got stuff on, on your watch. What is that, Fitbit? I don't need something on my watch to tell me I'm fat. I got a mirror. You just ate 5,000 calories, and it was good. You know? Look at that thing. What's wrong with that? You too much information sometimes. But things keep moving forward, which moves me for this. Forgiveness lightens the load. Going back to that, so many times we let those things that we think are such a big deal just drive our, drive our bus. And look, look, we laughed about those things. It didn't take that long for them things to change, did it? You know? The pants. The haircut. You know? I'm the only one with the same haircut. Thomas gets his right down to bare metal, him and Jesse. I thought, sure, man. I was like, man, well, what am I going to do when my kids want to let their hair grow long? Ain't got to worry about it. You know? And Jesse's going to say, I want to cut it down. And Denise is like, do not let them shave his head. I was like, Okay, but their hair grows back so fast. I'm keeping this because I don't know what's coming tomorrow. <laughs> and you don't want to see this bad boy right here. I tell you what, I could go in the library and a man could read that thing for Braille with all the knots on my head, boy, I tell you. So I got to keep it covered up. But we like to have fun too, you know? But let's keep on rolling back here. Getting back. So, releasing the past, what else will it do? 
It gives you strength to be a part of God's plan. If I'm always worried about this and I'm always upset about that and I'm always, this has got to happen, and this, I'm not going to be very useful, am I? Because my mind is so controlled with what's not that I never get to see what is. I hope that we can lay some things down because the Lord will continue to help us. Being un- when we deal with unforgiveness, I wrote a few notes down here. I said, man, it just zaps your strength. It continues to do that. And how many people know this? That life is pretty fast. It goes really fast. You know? It seems like I'm constantly doing a funeral. I, I, I probably, I do one to every three that I, ha- I can't do. Over and over. I mean, Clay Riley's got me on speed dial. I'm not kidding. Ping! And I try to do what I can because I know that's a great opportunity to share with people and try to comfort folks. But I'm going to tell you what. Things are going faster and faster and faster. So I wanted to take a little time and just tell you this. You're going to hear this today. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? What are you, what's got to happen for you to forgive yourself? Because I tell you what's already happened. Jesus forgave you. Amen? It is finished. What does it take to receive that? Now, here's something else. If God's forgiven you, let's make it personal, of all your sin, why can't we forgive somebody else? Again, the Lord showed me this a long time ago. Just because you forgive someone does not mean you agree with the offense. I think that's that, when the Lord spoke to my heart about a situation I was in, he showed me that. He says, just because you forgive this person doesn't mean you agree with the offense. But you agree to acknowledge it like I have taught you. Like I have done you. Man. One more work story. One more work story. One of my buddies were working on something and whatever. And I usually, I usually don't get too wrapped around stuff. It's work. I got, I got like 30 more years. I might as well make it work good. And my buddy got on me and I said, really? I just shut up and went like that. I went on another job. This big guy. That I led to the Lord a long time ago. Come up to me. Gave me a three musketeer bar. Put me in a bear hug and kissed me on the head and said, sorry. Priceless. It's a good candy bar. No. No, do you see what I'm saying? He thought about that. He's like, this, this is not good. He said, but I've just been under a lot of pressure. I've been under a lot of things. And I said, I understand that. And you know what he said later? I said, man, I'm good. And I was. I was, and I wasn't like holding it over. I said, I'm good. I said, you want to have the candy bar? He goes, no, you eat it. I said, thank you. And later on, we were back in the office. And somebody said, y'all kiss and make up? He said, yeah, we actually did. <laughs> but he did. And he says, he says but uh, he forgives pretty fast. I took that as a compliment. I hope I always can. That's my desire. I hope I can. But it's like, I, I'm okay. I understand that you're under a lot of stuff. I understand that, you know, this is just the way it came out. And I was here. But you know what? He didn't want it to go on. And I appreciate that. He took the step out there and said, hey, look, man. Um, the best he knew how. Because he knows I like some three musketeer bars. Right? And he's just like, hey, man. Uh, are we good? I said, we're good. He said, well, what does that have to do with stuff? You know what? I probably wouldn't have shared the story with you if we were still upset. But you know what? We got to work together. We got to deal with things. So you know what? That's the whole story. Be quick to forgive, but also be quick to forgive yourself. Amen. What are we waiting on? I really don't know sometimes. I said we need to pull up the anchor and set our sights on the big dream. There is more to it than what happened yesterday. 
Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Now, this is something I just love to share about, receiving his grace. And, and this, this will give you a little insight into some of the stuff we're, we're doing on Tuesday nights, okay? And uh, Max Licato is the guy that uh, had wrote this Bible story. Many of y'all have heard of him. He's a well-known preacher and uh, a great author, Christian author and stuff, and has some really great insight that the Lord's given him. And it says this, grace is more than we deserve and greater than we can imagine. Isn't that something? Think about that. It's more than we deserve. If, if we deserved it, it wouldn't be grace, would it? it it'd be, well, I, I earned it. We didn't earn it. And it's just more than we can imagine. How can that be? Because God is love and God is big. And I said, God's grace saves us. I said, we just get a glimpse of that. A glimpse of that. Anybody been watching the news? Sometimes it's tough to watch the news. What are all the stuff, Baltimore, things like that, all that stuff going on? And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, there's some terrible things that go on. But how is it making any better when you destroy everything around you? For people that had nothing to do with anything else. I don't get that. You know? I think there's other ways to go about it. You got that right. You tell them. What else does God, when we receive God's grace, help us with? God's grace keeps us. That right there, I share this message more than anything else. And I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to hit a couple other ones and then I want to get to that. God's grace shapes us. It should. Remember what I said? The love of God should start changing the way we respond to people, right? Because we're, when we start realizing how much we've been forgiven, we ought to pass it on. Amen? We ought to pass it on. Last thing I want to share with you before I tell you another story is this. God's grace enables us. What do you mean it enables us? It enables us to forgive. It enables us to see the best in somebody else's life. Had an opportunity to stop by and, and, and talk to a fellow that's going through some pretty big things in his life the other day. Didn't get a very good doctor's report. People told me, said, man, this guy, he's, he's you know, he, you know I, don't, I don't know anything. I have no idea what he might say to you. That's okay. It's all right. And he opened the door and let me come in. I got to spend some time with this fellow. Just look how God works in this. And, and finally got around to talking about the Lord and some things. And he, he told me what he thought. And I said, That's okay. I said, why do you think that? And he said, because that's just what I think. I said, so you're not basing it on the Bible or anything. You just, that's what you think. He goes, well, yeah. I said, do you think maybe Hitler was just basing stuff on what he thought? I said, that didn't turn out real good, did it? You know? I said, so it doesn't matter on any of that. I said, so, so when I tell you what I think, because it's all right to share it with you, right? And he goes, sure. And I, said, I told him, I said, let me tell you, this it really helps me that you're so open that we could talk. See, I didn't go over there to beat anybody down with the Bible. I didn't go over to do any of those things. I just went over there to try to love on somebody in the Lord. That was it. That was it. Man, let me in his house. That's great. That's wonderful. But see, also, he had been seeing witness of other people loving him in Christ. And even though he still had his guard up, God had been working on his heart. And we continue to pray that God continue to work on his heart and bring healing to his body. So we're talking about a few things, and we just talk about anything. See, I found this when you just go and spend some time with somebody, everything else will take care of itself. The Lord will start working some stuff. Look at what happened. Then one of his buddies come over. His buddies come over and popped a beer out there and everything else, and, and, and I sat right there with him hanging out. I had me a nice glass of water, and uh, we're hanging out, and we're talking. He said, man, don't, don't, look how God works this. 
And uh, he says, uh, man, you used to play guitar. I said, yeah, I still play guitar. Where do you play? Man, I said, play every week, dude. Really? Where do you play? I said, I play at church. He goes, oh, you do? I said, yeah. And uh, so I went on from there, just threw the seed out there. And the guy's still thinking about that guitar thing because guess what? His passion is what? The guitar. Look, God set all this up. And I get to talk to him a little bit. And uh, I said, uh, he said, well, so do y'all take turns or this or that? What do you do? What, what else do you do at church? I said, well, actually, they let me pastor. He goes, no way. I go, yeah, that's what I thought. I said, God's so good, man. I'm talking about the grace of God. And now the guy's setting his beard down and he's just locked in. And he's talking and he said, well, I used to go to church and, and I believe in all this, but I've kind of walked away from all this and everything else. And he was just telling me all these things. He says, because I just feel so doggone guilty. I said, really? I said, I, I think I can help you with that. I said, man, you know something I tell people every week and I read it myself. He says, I said, you telling me that you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? He goes, yes. I said, so you believe that Jesus is the son of the world? He said, yes, I do. No question about it. And he says, and they know that I know too. Then now he's helping me witness to his buddy, right? And I'm just asking, I'm just saying. So he said, confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus. Believe in the heart of God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. He said, yeah. He said, I do. He said, I just don't always do right. And he says, I feel so guilty that I don't want to go back to church. See, see, that's what the enemy jumps up on there and rides you on. He said, oh, you, you didn't cross that, that T. You didn't dot that I. And I said, you know what I found in my life? When I do blow it, that's when I need to be at church the most. So I can hear how much my Heavenly Father loves me. And so about this time, we got talking about the guitar again. And the guy says, I got a guitar in there. And he, he brought the guitar out there. And I said, Lord, use this mighty crowbar in the name of Jesus, what I was thinking. And I thought, and I, well, the whole time I'm talking to him, I'm asking, what style, style of music do you like? What do you like? Man, I grabbed that guitar, and I broke out on some Van Halen. And I saw that guy go, put his beard down. He goes, I thought I played guitar. Now, I'm not, this is not a buddy thing. I'm telling you, this is how God got to that. I said, man, I'm sure. He said, I just know a few chords. I said, that's all I know. And I said, I just keep playing for Jesus, man. What happened during that time was God took something that he was passionate about, something that I knew a little bit about, and used that. See, in the hand of God, it, was, it turned into a big deal. And so the next thing you know, he's asking me about different songs and everything else. Then he wants to know what time the service is. Then he wants to know, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, where's that book you left over here? Hey, you got any more CDs? You see what started happening? His guard started coming down because you know what? I loved him right where he was. That's it. You know why I loved him right where he was? Because that's what God does with us. You don't have to clean up. You just got to look up. So we continue to pray for those folks that the Lord put in our path in those times like that. You know? Who knows if it's a motorcycle or a race car or, or maybe it's bacon or doing some carving. Man, I'm telling you again, I'm going back. That thing that God's gifted you with. Is the very thing God will use you with in somebody else's situation. And it's probably going to be when you don't even think about it. It's going to be at work when things are all bad and everything. And then you just turn around and you just, you know, you say, well, maybe we ought to go to that, man. I've been praying about it. And they go, really? I want to encourage you, no matter what situation you're in or what's going on, let the grace that you receive flow freely through you to others. And they'll see Jesus in you. Amen. So, you know what I was going to say? What are we waiting on? 
I want you to hear it over and over and over. We need to be thinking about how can God use me? But you know what? We need to fill up before we can pour out. We need to have that in our life. And I just want to encourage you all with that. That, you know what? That you're not going to be shaken. Sometimes we feel like we're just shaking, shaking, shaking. I, I did something the other day and one of the guys said, hey, man, you got, I said, I got to leave at such and such. I got to do a funeral. And, and my buddy, he's, uh, he just turned 67. And he put his arm on my, on my thing. He says, I'm sure glad it's you and not me going. I said, why is that? He said, how many people do you think should be there? I said, I, I, don't, I don't know. Probably. I said, they got 60 people in their family. He said, 60 in the family? He said, I'm glad you're going, not me. Doesn't that bug you? I said, it would bug me when I can't go. It bugs me when I can't get everything to line up. Because I know that I know this. That's an opportunity, man, for them to know Jesus. See, it's not about me. It's not about how many people are there or whatever. I went and visited somebody. It was one person there, and then there was two. It doesn't matter. Go to a nursing home. When I go through there, I'll try to talk to anybody and everybody that I see. My mom was in a nursing home a while back. I hadn't been there for a while. A friend of mine called me. He was going through rehab. And when I went up to the sign on the door, the, the lady popped up. She said, hey, honey, you hadn't been here in a while. How's that make you feel when somebody misses you or know you've been around and then you've been gone? See, when you're not here, we miss you. I know there's stuff going on and everything else. I just want you to know that you missed. I just want you to know that you matter. That's not beating anybody up. It's just saying, isn't it good to be missed? You know, it is. I know, you know, something's going on. I like people to know, say, hey, haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? So even through all those things, we just want to rise up in the love of God. Let's go to that right there. Rise up with love. We see how other things work out when you rise up in anger and fear and all those things. I don't think that's glorifying God. But if we rise up in love, it can change everything. I wrote this the other day. I said, look for ways to share the love of Christ in the middle of what you're doing. God's already there. When we realize the presence of God is with us and in us and we carry, we're a container for Christ everywhere we go. Guess what? How does that make you feel? I feel pretty blessed. And we also have the authority of Christ in our life. I said this many times. You say, authority? I don't feel like I have any authority. You look at this. I love using this illustration. You go down. We've had a lot of traffic and everything else. And a police officer's there. And he'll wave. And then he'll stop. And there'll be 300 cars stop. How's that? Surely he can't put them off like that. It's because of the authority of the town or city that they put in that man. They stop. Who's in you? Christ is in you. The authority of Christ is in you. So when you speak the word of God, God's going to go with that and, and pierce those hearts. He's going to move in that situation. I don't mean you've got to yell and know every Bible verse or anything else. But when you're moving and rising up out of love, you watch how God will honor that in your life and the people that he's got around you. All right? So take a look at this. Number one killer that I know of about faith is this, complacency. What's keeping you complacent? We, sometimes we don't even know how to answer. You know what? Fear will keep you complacent. Right? <laughs> comfortable. Being comfortable will keep you complacent. There's a lot of things that will keep you complacent. But listen to this. When you realize what's at stake, you don't get complacent anymore. Would you, anybody in here, if you saw your neighbor's house on fire smoke coming out, would you just say, eh, I don't want to get in their business? No. Would you say, well, they told me to stay on my side of the street, all those different things. Well, that's different. No, it isn't different. 
Because I'm going to tell you, if you take that and correlate it where I'm going with this, as a believer, we know that anyone dies without Christ, where, where are they going? They got hell. That's it. That's all. So why not? What's the big deal? I can tell you this after walking with the Lord since 1995. I can't ever remember somebody yelling, screaming, cussing, fussing, and, and, and kicking at me for sharing the gospel. I haven't. Most of the time, they'll thank you. But I think there's ways of doing it. And I think loving them right where they are is the best way. You know, when I, when I had the privilege to talk to a couple of those guys the other day, I didn't tell them what they were doing wrong. I didn't tell them what they needed to do. I, that's God's job. That's the Holy Spirit will convict them of whatever's going on. I wanted to tell them what's right in their life. Let me tell you, man, God has got a plan for your life. God has got something going for you, man. I tell you what, I don't want to see you guys come up short because Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. It's a whole different story, right? Because usually, how many people are going to want to come to church if you just beat them down all the way in here? Man, you just got to tell you what, I can't believe you're wearing that. I can't believe you said that. We're like, oh, man, I don't want no parts of that. But when we have that loving, vibrant uh, relationship with the Lord, they're going to be drawn to Him through you. They will. Have you ever seen that? People, sometimes when things will get really bad, they'll go seek you out. It's pretty amazing sometimes because they know that you know the Lord. Here's something I see a lot of times. I think it's great to pray for, for others and anything else, you know. They say we're two or more gathered. That's great. But what I like to do is, some, hey, man, the guys over say, hey, you know what? Uh, my granddad's going through this. Can you pray about that? I go, yeah, let's pray about it right now. And I said, you know what? I want to tell you this. You can pray too. I don't know what to say. I said, just talk to him like your best friend. See, we think we got to have the V's and thou's and all this stuff. Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Because I know when I hear the Lord speak in my heart, he doesn't necessarily have to give me a long line of stuff. He might say, you're forgiven. That's not, my be that's not the, the best that I have for you. Those little things like that. Lord, just whisper to your heart. And man, they're so profound. Rise up with love. Let's keep on going through here. God shared his love with us. Did we ever think about this? I know these are some fundamental things, but sometimes we got to bring back and strengthen ourselves in those things. Just put those tomatoes out. Got some tomato cages, right? They're laying all over here like this. And, and Tanya and Tim was telling me, be sure that you put them inside the tomato cage when they're growing up or, you know, they're going to start wilting and everything like that. So when's the time to do it when they're growing up just like that? Now, if we're older, that's okay too because God will still take us right where we are. But I tell you, it's so important. I, I, I just thank the moms and dads to bring the young folks in here to sit and hear the teaching of the Lord. Because I tell you what, it's just like putting that tomato cage around them. Not to bind them up, but to keep them strong so the roots go down deep into the Word of God. And as they grow up, they'll be all that they can be for God. That's what we want to do. Let me tell you something. Those, those guys right over there, those gals, that's our future. They're going to be making decisions. They're the one. Don't we want to make sure that they're getting godly counsel? Don't we want to be praying for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. We need, Lord, help us to be those mentors to show them about Christ. Amen. What else does he does? He, we need to embrace his love for, for you. We got to make it personal. So many times we say, yeah, I know Jesus loves us. Yes, I know for the Bible tells us so. Does he love you? Do you know he loves you? Do you know he loves you? And he sees your best when you're, on, on, when you're even at your worst? That's something else. That makes you think of Mother's Day, doesn't it? It does me. Because I say, Mama, how much do you love me? She'll say, two. But see, that means something. 
See, when I was little, my sister knew, I love you so much. I love you. I love you past, you know, a, a thousand. I didn't know. I just knew two was more than one. I said, Mama, I love you too. To this day, 86. How much you love me, Mama? Two. That means all. Isn't it something? Just think. God loves you too, T-O-O. Also, think about those things, man. Embrace that. Praise the Lord. Share his love with praise. You know, it's kind of hard to praise the Lord when your lips are like this, isn't it? So you can start out like this. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Right? My wife said, please don't do that. <laughs> but then, next thing you know, then, this is the day. Man, we're ready. We're going to take it to another, another level, man. It's, it, it just when we get praise in our heart, starts affecting everything else, right? So if you harden your heart, guess what? you got a stone face, man. But when that heart's pliable and it's, it's just praising the Lord, it's going to affect everything you do. It's going to affect everybody you deal with. It's going to affect how you raise your kids. It's going to affect how you spend your money. It's going to affect how you do your job. So we need to have a heart of praise, amen? Do we got anything to praise the Lord about? Everything. But, 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 but it's been a rough week. you still got something to praise Him about. You know what you can praise him about if you had a rough week? That you know what? The weekend's coming. No, no, Monday's coming. But guess what? If the Lord uh, decides to wait, it will get another weekend. But you know what? If you don't and you know him, guess where we're going? We're going home. Isn't that something? Glorious time. Glorious time there. Let's keep on moving on. Bring this around. I said, share his love with others. We talk about that all the time. You say, well, how do we do that? I'll tell you how we do that. We share his word. I thought about that. I said, there's no greater story than what Christ has done for you. We'll tell all the jokes. We'll tell all this. We'll pass on the email. But when it comes to sending something out about God, then we don't really want to do it. Or when we tell somebody, what do you believe? See, when I asked that man, I said, what do you believe? I cleared everything off. So tell me what you believe, man. And he told me. And I said, again, I'm going back to that. Why do you believe that? See, a wrong picture of God will give you the wrong picture of yourself. What picture are we painting of God? Is it from here? Let me give you a little picture of God as we get ready to wind this up here. I got one more thing. What are you waiting on? I'm going to share this with you right now. Many of you heard this. I read this often. 1 Corinthians 13, starting at 4. I want to read this to you. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's the message for today right there. His love never fails. I want to go back to this here. Let's look at that scripture again. It says his love never fails, right? But look at this. Cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous. Who are the righteous? Us, the believers. If you didn't take anything away with you today but that, I want you to hear that. Because that will change your view on everything you do. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Sometimes it may feel in your life that everything's coming unglued. 
But you know what? We can stand firm with the one who holds the world together. The job, the report, the marriage, the bank account, all those things. It's, it's bigger than what I can get my mind around. But I can tell you this. When I cast my cares upon the Lord. How do you even do that, buddy? I know how I do it. Lord, I don't even know how you're going to fix this. But I know you can. Lord, I'm going to trust you with this situation because you know what? I've done my best and I probably should have went to you first. Lord, help me to get the right mindset about this so that I can move on and represent you well. And then leave it there and let God work it out. Will not be shaken if we continue to trust in the greatness of God's love. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today. What are we waiting on? We're always waiting for something to be the right color, the right size, the right shape, the right timing. Lord, I don't even want my timing. I want your timing. Your timing is perfect all the time. And Lord, right here, right now, I know that your timing is perfect for somebody to hear the saving message of Christ. So if you're here today, realize this is perfect timing for you to hear God's message. If you died tonight, do you know for sure you'd spend eternity in heaven? I pray that you do, and I tell you how you do. The Bible says, I say it every week. He said, well, he says the same thing every week. Well, the truth doesn't change. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, I've got to raise him from the dead, you will be saved. I think back and reading some of the Bible stories and things, and Paul and Silas are chained up, and they're praising their way through this situation that they're in. And the walls come tumbling down. And the, the prisoners are getting ready to run off. And he has them all gathered there. And the, and the jailer sees this happening. And back in that time frame, if you lost a prisoner, you were dead. And he was getting ready to, to, to kill itself, run itself through with the sword the Bible talks about. And Paul says, no. And he walks all the men back in. And that jailer says, what must I do to be saved? And Paul tells him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you today, do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? His finished work on the cross, knowing that our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. But there was a price to be paid, one that we could not pay. So God did it himself through Jesus Christ. Will you receive that today? If you've received that today, don't leave here without telling somebody, say, you know what, I prayed today that the Lord will forgive me my sin, come into my life. I believe it's the Son of God. I'm going to walk with the Lord. We want to rejoice in that. We want to help you grow in that. We want to encourage you in that. If you're here today and said, you know what, I've walked away from God. Well, you're in good company. I think we all have at one time or another, but I'm going to tell you the good news is this. God never walked away from you. And he's here right now in the presence of us here. Lord, I pray today through the message that, Lord, that, that something said somewhere along, maybe one of the stories, maybe one of the comparisons, maybe through your word, I don't know, Lord, take this and make it so much more than what any of us could ever do and multiply it in the hearts of your children. And when people listen to it later, Lord, I pray that it pricks their hearts so that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? We all agree that time's fast. We all agree that Jesus is the only way. We all agree that you know what? that we need to share the love of Christ. Friends, let's not wait another minute, not another day. 
Let's be about the Lord's business and share Him well. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got the